Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you're listening to this, this is our You're Watching That Again podcast. Podcast review on movies. This week we are doing Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. This episode, uh, it's not an episode, Eddie. It's not an episode. (laughs) This movie, this movie that we're doing a review of was released in 1987, starring Steve Guttenberg, Bubba Smith, Michael Winslow, David Graff, Tim Krasinski, Sharon Stone, Leslie Easterbrook, Marion Ramsey, Lance Krinsky, George W. Bally, Bobcat Goldthwait, and George Gaines. Eddie. Warning, this is a full spoiler full podcast. Spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. Or um, don't. <laughs> we watched it for you, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, and this is the podcast where we discuss our favourite movies that have we have seen way, way too many times. And we are going through the movies that Jared watched <laughs> way too many times as a kid. Yes, this, this one I hadn't watched as much as the other ones, I'd say, but I'd watched this a fair few. I'd say, as we're going down, we, uh, I'd say, this one I, watched, I did like and watch a fair bit. And i got to say, re-watching it... I, I was surprised that I kind of liked it. I was I was really apprehensive. I thought it'd be a lot worse than I remembered. Uh, but no, I actually kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't that bad. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, it was. It's not. This isn't groundbreaking cinema here. Okay, but this is. It was fun. It, it was okay. You know, it was just a light, very light hearted. Chuck it on with the kids. You know, they what? don't want to watch it anyway. <laughs> you know what. I am going to agree with you. Yeah. Oh, I, I I think I actually enjoyed this one a lot more than the previous ones. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this what? lent this one lent more into the prank. Not the pranks. This one lent more into the the stunts. Yeah. Well, as I said, they started off as a the first one started off as those raunchy sort of comedy sorority yeah. so sort of the movies. 80s. Yeah, the bum titty movies, but it's, it progressively changed into the more of the stunt show. And this one's where they just go the full stunt show, especially with the climactic ending at the end. So yeah, yeah. well, you can tell that. Well, I was looking up the trivia on this, and this is the the film that had the highest budget. Yes, the highest budget. Yeah, and you can actually see it. I can see where they spent that. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's also like this fant- that fantastic skateboarding scene at the start mm. as yeah. well. That yeah. Is also really good. Uh, but anyway, did you want to? Oh uh, yeah, let's do a, a quick recap and then we'll get back to it. We've got a lot to say, mostly positive, I think. <laughs> okay. Commandant Eric Lassard decides the police force is overworked and understaffed, so he comes up with an idea of recruiting civilian volunteers to work side by side with his officers in a program called Citizens on Patrol or COP. Kerry Mahoney and his friends Hightower, Jones, Tackleberry, Zed, Sweetchuck, Hooks and Callahan are in charge of training the civilians. The civilians include enormous Tommy House, who Hightower used to babysit, gung-ho senior citizen Mrs. Feldman and skateboarding delinquents Kyle and Arnie. The skateboarders were caught by Captain Harris and the judge was about to throw the book at them until Mahoney speaks to the judge and lets Arnie and Kyle join the COP program as an alternative to punishment. The judge agrees, and the boys are joined by their attorney, Butterworth. Believing the concept of citizens doing police work is pointless, Harris is determined to see the COP program fail and take over Lassard's job at the academy. 
When Lassard leaves on an overseas conference, Harris and his right-hand man, Lieutenant Proctor, are put in charge of the academy and Harris immediately plots to make the cop volunteers quit and leave police work to the officers. The volunteers, however, do well in their training. In training in water safety and drowning victim rescue, Zed rescues a cadet but loses his Mickey Mouse watch, saying that it was the last thing Mickey! he ever stole before joining the, <laughs> stole before the academy. Joining the academy. However, he gains a love interest reporter photographer Laura, who becomes attracted to Zed. Unfortunately, Harris ruins a moment, insulting them both, and inspiring Zed to replace Harris's right guard deodorant with mace, which burns his armpits. Despite pranks being pulled on him during training, Harris is still determined to make the Citizens on Patrol program fail. Jones learns that volunteers House, Kyle and Arnie feel ready to go out and arrest criminals, so he, Mahoney, Hightower and Takabury prank the boys, locking them in a prisoner transport van with Hightower who's posing as a voodoo practitioner who reanimates his dead brother, Takabury, as a Jason-esque maniac with a chainsaw to make them take training more seriously. Later, after Captain Harris yells his head again, calling him a disgrace, Laura confronts him saying she thinks he is perfect. After cop volunteers accidentally fall an undercover police sting, the program is suspended, much to Harris's delight. Mahoney believes he did it on purpose to shut down the cop program, paying him back by putting super glue on the mouthpiece of Harris's bullhorn, sticking the mouth guard to his mouth. Sometime later, Harris gives some prominent citizens a tour of his precinct when Proctor is tricked into releasing every inmate in the precinct jail, including a team of ninjas. <laughs> the ninjas. We'll get back to that. <laughs> After the criminals imprison Harris and his guests, they escape to the streets, only to run into Mrs. Feldman, who immediately informs the Lassard Academy. When Lassard's officers hear of a jailbreak, cop volunteers are dispatched with regular officers to catch the escaped felons. After stopping a robbery and an air balloon chase, the felons are all recaptured. Meanwhile, House, Kyle, Arnie and Butterworth save Harris and Proctor from drowning in the river. Several of the police officers who witnessed Lassard's program in action congratulate and compliment him on the program and his officers, much to Harris's dismay. The film ends with Mahoney and Girl toasting champagne in a hot air balloon. The end. <laughs> and Girl. And Girl, yes. You know, we get, well, we get another generic blonde love interest. I could just say Mahoney. every... Every love interest he's had in the whole series has just just been a dud. Uh, just been, but also like two of them. Like actually, no, all of them have been played by amazing actresses and like, blondes. <laughs> but they're they're all like yeah. all of them are successful. Like yeah, oh, oh, they've all gone to gone on to do better things than him. So, uh, but I don't know. Is there? It's funny rewatching it because uh, when you at the time, you know, Mahoney was the go lucky guy who gets the girl, but it, it just really comes off as just a little, little creepy, yeah. just a little the way he just uh, forcibly comes onto them like straight away, like just uh, walks up to him and just starts uh, chatting them up. Like, I mean, it's not that bad, but it, uh, rewatching it now, it's a little, oh, I don't know, he's coming on pretty strong, isn't he? Yeah, uh, but also watching it this time, I know Mahoney's meant to be like the main character, but I swear he's hardly in this. Yeah, I felt I that think too. That, I think the cast has gotten it got a little too big. Yeah, this ensemble cast to have everyone 
relevant and doing something and then you have your main... And then also having the stunts and then the pranks and and you can't have Mahoney doing every single prank. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And you can't have him doing every single stunt. So you've just... I don't know, I was just thinking like I can hardly even remember what he was doing in this movie (laughs) other than the terrorising a couple of teenage boys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like he... like. The stuff with uh, Zed and Laura is way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so much funnier. Like yeah. the way that, like, it's almost they do this improv off each other. Well, yeah. So bringing that up, and every time he spoke, she, <laughs> she would flinch. Jumps. She jumped in the air. She flinches. I'd always noticed that, but it was really funny, like, just watching her reaction every time he spoke when he was like, hey, and, his, and, she, and you see her flinch. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a running joke and it was very subtle, but I, I kind of liked that it joke. It was so subtle, but yeah, like it really, really funny. But also they were kind of doing, yeah, it did sort of feel like kind of that imp- like improv. Well, what was it actually part of the script or something? Almost, uh, I'd almost be suspect if there was something they were working together and they noticed that she kind of flinched. I'm not sure if that was part of it or not, you know, but uh, I'd like to think it was, you know, and that's what probably made that little funnier, like just made that but up on all the fly. Of, all of their scenes together are just <laughs> hilarious. Like yeah. they are comedy gold. Yeah. Like, but then the rest, like any scene with like, but Mahoney's stuff, it's just forgettable. Mm, yeah. I, I think he kind of did zone out a little bit in this film as well. This is his last film. Uh, so he's not in it for the last three films. Um, so I think he kind of checked out. It almost seemed like they gave him a little send off as well at the end in the hot air balloon and toasting uh, Sharon Stone. We'll call her. Yes. <laughs> other than just, girl, I, I don't really. I can't even remember what her Claire. I think her, Claire maybe. Is it Claire? I don't yeah. know. Girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She love just, interest she number four. <laughs> love interest number four with the really messy hair. <laughs> oh, what, what, what was it with that? Like when it you first saw like, I was like, put a fucking like, comb through your hair for like fuck's sake. It looked like she had driven there in a convertible and then they <laughs> hadn't bothered doing her hair. But that was, was that a fashion? Was that a, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. Like it, some scenes it wasn't as bad, but in others it yeah, was. No, there, there were a couple of times where, it, where I was even like, oh, girl, put a comb through your hair. <laughs> like it just mm. looked messy. That, yeah. that was it. It literally just looked messy. Mm. Yeah. And not like deliberately messy. <laughs> like she just got out of bed. Messy. I, th- I, think the, I think the convertible. <laughs> yeah, the convertible. It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she drove the set in a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I was going to say, yeah, this movie has ninjas, skateboarders, grown men terrorizing teenage boys a lot, mm-hmm. and a chase scene with aeroplanes and hot air balloons. All right. Let's get back to the ninjas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> ah, Captain Harris. Excuse me. Uh, don't forget the gang of ninjas. <laughs> They're my personal favorites. I loved the ninjas as a kid. I actually really like the ninjas. I don't know why. The ninjas were just. I don't know if they were really cultural just... appropriate. At least I think they were Asian people playing them. Or Asian Well, it's hard to tell because they were all covered up, weren't they? <laughs> And even when they like, because the whole thing is, is that they escape from prison, but they were all still in their full ninja. (laughs) (laughs) Like they still had their head. The the idea of these ninjas running around the streets attacking people seems hilarious. Ninja gang. Yeah. (laughs) This ninja gang that they've come up with. Yeah. Well, I think at the time ninja movies were kind of popular. Well, I thought it was because of the um, Michael Winslow 
had his he used to like to do well the, he was a martial arts guy but i i think the ninjas were a bit of a fad at the time okay so there probably was a, a board meeting saying hey we got to put ninjas in this film <laughs> and but also michael winslow does and michael winslow has to bash some ninjas okay all right yeah, yeah. he needs to fight some ninjas well actually maybe it's got two problems we need ninjas and michael winslow has to fight someone oh and we just haven't fight the ninjas problem solved yeah but he needs to fight them doing um the bad <laughs> the bad lip syncing the bad lip syncing <laughs> Yeah, the classic ninja movies, Enter the Ninja, American Ninja, Ninja 3. That's the one where she was possessed by a ninja. <laughs> um, so, yes, again, the plot of this movie doesn't make any sense, but it is fun. This movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, there are some pretty lame bits in it, and I'll say, yeah, they're definitely – look, there's some parts in it that just don't work and they just aren't really that funny. Yeah. Um, I could think of uh, – that prank scene actually probably wasn't really that funny. The but, mace one? Uh, no, I like the mace one. The uh, there was one, oh, the, the the one the one they do to the boys when they yeah yeah, yeah it's like supposed that was, to be funny, but it's yeah seemed, it, kinda, it seemed it, a bit extreme. Yeah, it just kind of went on forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it was really that funny. Probably the only funny part was at the end where he says to Takabri, you can take the mask off now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he's already taken it off. Yeah, that was probably the only funny part. Uh, of that sequence. Um, you take the mask off now, Tack. So, yeah, the, um, I thought the Harris walking into the showers. Again. Yeah, like he just walks off into the showers. Like, yeah, yeah, that was a bit weird. But like, you know, he just walked into the shower. There were just some random weird scenes. Now, I'll bring up the scene with Tackleberry and his family. Because when we're watching it, it felt like it was setting it up so that the dad would be joining Yeah, Cop, yeah, I think he even Citizens said he was going to. Yeah. yeah, like you have him saying, oh, I'm going to join it because it makes sense because his son and son-in-law and daughter are all in the police force. Why yeah. wouldn't he do it? Yeah. It's like actually it's almost perfectly made for him. Yeah, and you could see him like beating up some people in the street, some young kids or something. You could really yeah. play into that joke as well. But Yeah, uh, yeah it, it didn't uh, – it was cut out maybe or – um. Well, <laughs> well, was it? <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, okay. I think there was a scheduling conflict. Like there was a, they left that scene in, but this it happened with the daughter as well. Like sh- she had a scheduling conflict, so she could mm. only really come back to do that one scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sad story, uh, the the son. Yeah. Uh, he was actually so there was a director. Oh yeah, he the directed guy the other directed movies. Yeah, the previous movie. Uh, so that, Tuckerberry's brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, the really tall guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, his dad was the director, hmm. um, and he died. He was supposed to direct this movie, but died just before. Yeah, filming was supposed to begin. Hmm. So I mean, he'd probably done all the pre-production. Yeah, and had to halt everything in a bit of a tragedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so. and so it was then replaced. Uh, but yeah, he, I don't think he wanted to be in the movie anymore. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioning you mentioned the skateboarding before. Yes. So the Bone Squad. Yes. <laughs> Starring uh, a little Hawk. a young little guy called Tony Hawk, and I remember him. I remember him skate. I didn't know who Tony Hawk was, but I uh, when I saw that. That skateboarding scene, I was blown away by that. That that I'd never seen anyone so ride we, skateboard, skateboards like that before. It was yeah. like they were 
flying on them. And the, the, the noises they were making and, and the smoothness of it all, it, it just blew me away. That was an amazing scene that I, yeah. I absolutely so, loved that as so a kid. So the Bones Brigade for people... Bone Brigade, sorry. Bones bone, Brigade. The Bones Brigade for people who didn't know... Um, they were managed by former pro skater Stacey Petrolta. Who was part of the Lords of Dogtown, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Uh, but he also worked as a second unit director on ah. the movies. Is it, sorry, Lords of Dogtown? No, G-Boys, what were they called? Z- oh, sorry, yeah. Dogtown. Uh, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> Lords, of, <laughs> Lords Dog- of Dogtown was the movie that he, he was, uh, yeah, was about yeah. him. About them, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Z-Boys and Dogtown. Look, Dogtown was where they lived. Right, yeah, say. yeah. That's so what they, they called themselves the Z-Boys. Yeah, because it, it was uh, Zephyr, Sk- Zephyr... Zephyr Skate. S- no, Surfboards. Yeah, Zephyr Skate. Yeah. They, they all were, <laughs> uh, that guy sort of uh, who ran the shop like got them all into the competition and stuff or yeah. promoted them at the start or sponsored them at the start, sponsored I think. Them. Sponsored them. Yeah, yeah. Then they all went off their own different ways. And Anyway, go watch that movie. That'll explain everything a lot better. But, yeah, uh, I actually really love that movie. It, is, it well. is a good movie. The documentary and the, and the movie. Yeah. Recommend them both. Actually, both are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we pretty much talked about all the introduced characters. I'll talk about Tucker, the guy, uh, Tab Tucker, who is House. Yes. And yeah. his character trait was he is generic fat guy <laughs> so that we can have fat guy jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Which they always seem to have. Yeah. So he sits on a seat. And the guy at the end of the seat goes flying in the air. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. It was that was one of uh, another one of those sort of lame ass jokes. That sort of yeah, it wasn't really that funny. <laughs> yes. Um, but speaking of Tab Thacker, I think his name is. Is it Thacker, Thacker. or Tucker? Sorry, I'm... I think it was Thacker. Because uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about him. Uh, he was actually a wrestling champion. Oh. Not not a uh, WWE cha- wrestling cha- like a real wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like a state champion had a had a perfect record one season apparently in his uh, early days. He was about six foot four and weighed four hundred pounds. Okay, which is like over two hundred kgs. It's uh, he was yeah. a big big boy. Uh, I remember him. He had had a brief movie career after he uh, finished wrestling. He was in. Uh, uh, I was in a few movies. One movie I do remember him being in was Wildcats, starring Goldie Hawn. Where she, it's one of those movies where you know, pretty much all Goldie Hawn movies in the early days with the fish, out, fish of water, out of water. Fish out of water. So she's I'm some, in the army. The army, the army. I'm in the I'm in a football team. Now, no, she was the coach <laughs> of the football team. A woman coach. Uh, actually starred Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrison, and I think that was their first team up, and they would go on to do other things. But I remember mm. him being in in that film, um, and he unfortunately, yeah, he turned away from acting and. Uh, ran a nightclub, became a bailed bondsman, but uh, passed away at the age of 45. He had really bad diabetes, ended up losing his legs. So he passed away nearly 2000s, unfortunately. So uh, it's quite quite sad that. So Yeah. Um, and uh, also the introduction, like I'll talk, talking about character introductions now. Oh, sorry. And he would also star in the next film as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the character interest. So this one's my personal favourite, and it was David's book. No, it's uh, Laura, the love interest of Zed, who was played by Veronica Mars's mum, Leanne. Uh, you know Leanne Mars, or her actual name, Corinne Bo <laughs> Bohair Bohair mm. Bohair. Yeah. So I have yeah. something to say about her. Yeah. Uh, that actress. Yeah. 
What, gave, do, you, what do you remember? Her well, from? I had some sort of awakening watching her. <laughs> I have to admit, uh, she's quite she's pretty cute. Um, and it's that funny, that stupid face she sort of pulls with her hand on her neck. <laughs> yes. If you look her up, you'll see that sort of picture where she's pulling this weird sort of face. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I thought she was really cute. You and, found uh, her very attractive. I did. I found her very attractive. And she, you know what? I still do. I think she's still yeah, very attractive. No, oh, she, she is absolutely gorgeous. Like, mm. I don't know. There's something incredibly endearing about her in yes, this movie. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's just very, I don't know. There's an awkwardness about her that's just really cute. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, as you said, find very endearing. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt that. But, yeah, and the way that her and Zed just kind of interact with each other is just Amazing, like they have this amazing chemistry. Yeah, I don't know why. They're, they're such an odd couple. <laughs> yeah, but that's why. But they have this odd, awkward chemistry that just kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame they uh, didn't bring her back for any film. So, yeah, old Zed, I think this is his last. I don't think uh, Bobcat's in it again after this. So, that would have been something else that it would, would have been nice to continue on. Yeah, with. and now I was going to bring up the other two characters that were brought into this. Mm-hmm. Which is the David Spade and Brian Backer. Yes, as David Spade, yes. Now, again, they do that thing where instead of going to prison... <laughs> they, go to, they go to be policemen, they yes. They go to be policemen. Oh, citizens on patrol anyway. Yeah. But it's basically the same premise, isn't it, that they've had... Yeah. You know, uh, how does that work? Like, <laughs> how does that work? That brings me to my next question for yes, you, Jared. Yes, yep. Is the Citizens on Patrol program a good idea in real life? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I think the movie kind of proved that, actually. Yeah. But but considering that the other ideas of like having people who go to prison or be policemen, this is actually a step up, to be perfectly honest. It seems more like a... A beefed up version of Neighborhood Watch or something when you when you think about it. Like yeah. that's, you know, uh, training them a Seems little bit. Seems kind better. of dangerous. Yeah. So again, I felt like Harris was actually He was, yeah. He was, in the he was right. completely right. This was a dumb idea. Yeah. But he just went about it all wrong. Like he went about it scheming and whatnot mm. when he should have like actually been talking to someone going, this is a really bad well, idea. Well, he did. He said that to the commissioner. That's as high as you can go. He, oh, I suppose. Yeah, and he's, he's like, no, but the mayor likes this, so. Well, then you yeah. go to the mayor. <laughs> you say, this is actually really dangerous, what yes, you're doing. Yes, this idea coming from this senile old man <laughs> wants to uh, train up citizens. Like, it just seems like a, a recipe for disaster. And, one and the, it was. Yeah, but even worse, like, getting themselves killed or trying to apprehend yeah. someone and, and getting killed. Like, that'd be the, the worst case scenario. So, the whole thing is, is like, they're supposed to train them, but they weren't really... What did they get them to do? I can't remember. What, what was their training? The... The, the blowing the oh, actually that was a good sequence when uh, Sweet Chuck's showing the blowing the whistle when you when you're in a situation and he gets Mrs. Yeah. Feldman to to help with a, a scenario where he's going to steal her purse. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she starts beating the shit out of him, and then he takes the whistle off her and starts blowing it. <laughs> that was a funny scene. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now it's it, it's an absolute terrible idea. Uh, Funny the the initial uh, the acronym turned into COP, though. <laughs> Citizens yeah. on Patrol. Oh, that, I'm guessing that's why they called it Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, so this is the last time we actually see the police academy. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you don't see the police academy again after this because the next one's in Miami. Yeah. So I don't think you see that. And the next one's they're kind of like in a city where they're actually like trying to solve a crime and stuff. So uh, there's actually – Kind of like the f- second movie. Yes, yes, similar to the second film, yes. But you at least did see the police academy at the start. Briefly, yeah. So I don't think he's. Maybe there might be a scene where they're stand, supposed to be standing in the room in the police academy, but you don't see the location anymore. You don't see the mental asylum that they actually use. At, well, at the time was a mental asylum, which now is, I think, is a college or something. I think we said before. Yeah. Um, yep. So no more police academy. <laughs> the police academy. The police with, academy. With no police academy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just another trivia point that I found was that Sharon Stone only did this movie because it came. It was offered to her during the middle of her divorce from her first husband, and it was what she needed. <laughs> needed money for uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, well, no, she said hanging out with a with a gang of comedians. It was the best therapy. <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah. So she just wanted a nice, fun job to do. Would have been, would have been an easy job too. Easy. Like she's barely in it. <laughs> Although, uh, deleted scenes. That leads me on to that. There were some... She actually had more of a role in this film, actually. Um, yeah, I could believe that. Because, again, like, I swear they cut out a lot of stuff with Mahoney and her. Yeah, there was a scene where he went back to her apartment. And, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> very creepily tried to seduce her. There was also a scene with Harris. Now, this might have been a little subplot that they took out where I think he was infatuated by her, Yeah, Harris, and he turns up at a house with some uh, flowers and a dog attacks him again because <laughs> <laughs> she took the dog that went for his balls. Um, okay. Which apparently when filming that scene, he said that was as closest to – how he ever felt. The dog got a little a little into that scene, he reckons, and he, he was as, as as close as he wanted would have liked to and uh, almost, yeah. almost made him fucking pull the pin on that one. Yeah. Um, actually, I forgot to go – forgot to mention about Tony Hawk. Um, it was – apparently this was the only job that Tony Hawk was ever fired from. Now, I read about that, yes. But was, was he fired? Uh, yeah, so he was meant to be David Spade's uh, stunt double, but, but he, he was. was too tall. But he was David Spade's. That's I, I read that, but he's he is David Spade's stunt double. Oh, is he? Well, that okay. that was an interesting thing. I read that, but when you watch the film, he's dressed up as David Spade. Like he's wearing that yeah you know, hot pink t shirt that everyone wore in those days. Okay. Yeah, so maybe he was fired later or something. I I'm not really sure. Where that came from, okay. and I don't know if that's true, to be honest. I, I question that one because he's clearly in it and you see him at the end. They show him at the end. Yeah. And uh, you, you can clearly tell he's the, he's the uh, pink skater. Okay. Actually, there were a number of those trivia things that I was reading and I'm like, no, nah, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. I've... And then I was like, no, nah, that's not true because there was something about that was supposed to have Mauser back and they were like, the movie came out two years after he had the accident that he had. And I was like, you do know it used to take like two years before movies were released. Like like yeah, movies well, are produced and then there's a whole lot of work that well, goes actually, into them I was actually gonna mention before they're actually released. Yeah, I was actually gonna mention uh, his accident happened in eighty nine. This film was released in eighty seven, which means it would have been made in eighty six, so it was years before uh he would have uh 
had been in the film. So yeah, uh, that's yeah not true. He was actually a quadriplegic after falling off a yeah. ladder working at home. So um, yeah, that's uh, quite a, another tragic story. We keep going down these dark holes <laughs> uh, with some of these actors. Uh, well, it has been some time, so you know some of them have obviously passed on. Well, it's a, it was a movie from the eighties. Yes, I know. The eighties was a long time. Eighties was now. a very very long time ago. Um, apparently, this is the only one to receive a Razzie nomination. Surprisingly, now I have seen. Oh, no, nah, that can't be possible. Uh, maybe that's bullshit too. Um, have you seen Number Six? Well, that's, that's a, what was it? Mission no, to Moscow. Th- that's the last one, Number Seven. Yeah, that that one. I mean, looking at the ratings of all the films, they progressively get worse as they continue on. So this one isn't the worst one, and and the next two are lower than this, and that one's even like at a three. I think this one's at like a four point nine. So I'd probably give this one a bit higher than that. Hmm. But I'd probably rate this one. I'll save your rating to the end. No, (laughs) no, no. Like in the ones that we've seen so far, I'll put this at number one. Oh really? You think this is the best one so far? Oh, okay. I I wouldn't have said that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think maybe they they. They knew what they were a little better in this film. They knew what the type of film they were going to be and weren't stuck in the middle of the road like with some of the other ones. Yeah, I think once they move away from the those tits and ass frat comedy style yeah. that they were originally hmm. based around and then they leaned more into the stunts. The stunts. Now, the stunts. And this, and this one you can tell they lean into the stunts because yeah. there's a lot of yeah. stunts in and, this one. And you mentioned the hot air balloon chase earlier. Yeah. So, and you also mentioned this being the highest budget, and I think solely for this scene alone. Uh, and rewatching it, it is quite breathtaking. I have to say, like a film that was made so long ago, like a stunt like this, you just felt like it just would be all CGI and, and all that stuff. But there's someone like hanging from a hot air balloon on they a rope. They jump from the plane onto the hot air air balloon. Yeah. And someone actually did that. Yeah. It, that is that amazing. would have been terrifying because <laughs> they jump onto the hot air balloon and then like slide down there. <laughs> yeah. Like you slide down the side of it on the rope. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that is, yeah, still, still amazing. I'd say that that is a, a great, a great start. And extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. <laughs> yes. And the, the, of course you've got the wing walkers as well, jumping yeah. from one plane to the other. You know, you can't, can't ignore that. And there's even a scene where he's like dangling from it as well. Which is a uh, geez, that'd have been pretty scary, I'd imagine. Yeah. So yeah. on those bi- the biplane chase and the balloon chase. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, that definitely props to that. That that is a pretty cool sequence, and I, I think that's what saves the movie in the end. Is a big spectacular chase scene that they do. Yeah. Uh, so one other stunt I did want to mention. It wasn't a big, huge one, but the scene where Captain Harris is climbing over the fence. And the fence collapses over. Now you you see that that hits that ground pretty hard. Then that guy would yeah. have had the wind knocked out of him on that one. Yeah, that, that's I think a, I did kind of wince when. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, those olden days with st- with stunts, that guy would have just smacked that concrete pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, a toast to him. Did you have any other points you want to bring up? Uh no, I think yeah. Question time. Yeah. All right, let's get into question time then. (laughs) 
answer the question. Okay, Jared. Yes. Which character was your favourite in this movie? I liked Mrs. Falbin. Mrs. <laughs> Falbin. We haven't really talked about Mrs. Falbin. Mrs. Falbin, Falbin yeah, oh, played by Billy Bird, who had an, a huge, long career. Yeah, starting, starting in 1951. <laughs> yeah, she has been a- acting for years. Um, for, of course, she passed away at the ripe age, old age of 92, 94, I think. Yeah, she's, she's also a bit of a badass in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is a badass. Um, she's also one of those actresses that just always played an old woman, I yeah, think. Kind of like yeah. Angela Lansbury has sort of made a career of playing that old lady yeah. for the past like 50 years, <laughs> since her 40s possibly. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, a shout out to her, uh, Billy Burr, the great. You know, she, was the, she was basically the better white of her time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with Zed and Laura. Yeah. Um, just those two together. Every scene with those two in it. Yeah. <laughs> just, they're so good. They make like they make this movie really good. Yeah. And uh, the falling in love music we get to hear again as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> but even like Zed at the poetry reading is just hilarious. <laughs> like, what is that? Just... Read some poetry. <laughs> Let's do some poetry. Yeah, and then like after like one of them reads a the poetry, and he is just bawling his eyes out and sobbing, going, "It's so beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite prank, Jared. Uh, I I liked the mace one actually. Yeah, I went the mace, and one. I, I like I like the the build up to. The consequences of that. So you see the you see the steam coming out yep. of his arms, and then you cut to Zed in the classroom or in the room, <laughs> and he's like, "Here's one of the most important things about being a cop: cop is how to eat a donut." Yes. <laughs> and then uh, um, and then Harris coming in with his arms, yeah, on that weird. But sort that of- was also like so. The um, mine is the where they do glue the. The thing to his what do you call it the the bullhorn the bullhorn to his mouth, but it's not the gluing part that's the funny part. It's when he's in the hospital, <laughs> and you see them like holding him down, and with a fl- <laughs> and they've got a blowtorch. <laughs> like they've got a blowtorch. <laughs> that that's that's what makes you. He up. he copped it really bad in this film. I gotta say, uh, there was uh, what what else was there? There was the um. The, oh, there was the laughing, uh, the helium one. That was a bit stupid. That one, uh, yeah. The bullhorn. There was the the dog <laughs> biting, trying to bite his nuts. The mace, of course. So yeah, he got. Oh, actually, there was one other funny scene: Proctor with the tomato sauce. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I did like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, best stunt. Well, it's it's the hot air balloon chase yeah. scene, isn't it? Well, I specifically put the guy jumping from the plane onto the hot air balloon. Yeah. 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 Quite amazing that actually. Yeah. Favorite scene. So yeah, scenes Zed and Zed and Laura. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, your favorite characters. They're also the best scenes, I think. Yeah. 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 You? Same? Agree? Concur. Uh yes. Zed and Laura. All those scenes together. Particularly that there's just one scene that I just, I don't know, it's not particularly special, but it's like when she's no longer 
the in the citizens on patrol or it got disbanded. They're yeah. all in trouble. And it's just him and her sitting under a tree. Yeah. And she's like wearing his jacket. <laughs> and he's like singing a song or something. <laughs> Is he like playing a guitar yeah. and singing a song? And yeah. it's all off key and whatnot. And she's just she's just chilling and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. He tells her to shut up. I'm not you, the ducks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As that's Dan- right. He tells her, that's <laughs> right. He says, shut up to the ducks. And yeah, so yeah, and she does that flinching yeah. thing. <laughs> she jumps in the air. Yeah. Shut up! Mm, uh, not you. I'm in, I'm in the ducks. Who gets the wooden spoon? So I gave it to Sharon Stone. I think. Well, Can specifically her hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just un- underutilized, I guess. F- not really her performance per se, but um, but again, the love interest just never worked in these films for some reason. Yeah. It's it's so bizarre. Because like the caliber of actor that they got for the role, it's not the actress, and the actress is doing the best they can do with what they're given. Like yeah, they're, not, they're exactly, not given yeah. any. Yeah, well, Sharon Stone and uh, in the first one, um, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall are both, you know, accomplished actresses, and they, and they know what they're doing. So, I mean, we all have an off day, but obviously there wasn't really much given to them, and just to stand there and be uh, a love interest for Mahoney, and he has no chemistry with any of them whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely zero chemistry. He just they're know. always way, way, way out of his league. <laughs> He's punching <laughs> way above his weight. Yeah, yeah. You're not believing for one second that they're getting together. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, I think can I give it to Lieutenant Lassard? Hmm. Yeah. 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 The cop, the citizens on patrol, is a bad it's a idea. Bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. And the fact that he's trying to sell it overseas as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it hadn't even been... Trialed, really. Trialed. And there was no really um, realisation that his plan had failed, really. I mean, they, they sort of told him, but it didn't really wait on him or anything like that. And there was no... Well, because they all come and save the day. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the citizens on patrol was a good idea. Yeah. Just because they saved the day in the end. And it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's still not a good idea. Because they did actually stuff up. Like they ruined a investigation. Yeah. And it just seemed like that's something that will happen repeatedly, you know. Yeah. But, but on top of that, them getting themselves killed would be the big one. Yeah. So. All right. Who gets the Oscar? G.W. Bailey, Captain Harris. I like Captain Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably gets the most... Screen time, I think, in this in this movie, he's probably the one, the glue that sort of holds it all together. Because if he's not in this film, this movie well, is you need that you need the straight guy antagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he he does it quite well, and he's still acting that that guy too. He still was that that show, The Closer. I think he was in for a while. Okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Bobcat Golden Wait. Goldthwait. 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 Just for the. Mickey! <laughs> Mickey! Mickey's death scene. That was actually quite <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> Mickey's death scene. Mickey's death scene. Yeah. It's the last thing he ever stole before he joined the Academy. <laughs> what about the sentimental value? Oh, the jerk. <laughs> yeah, jerk. What? You said bye. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, I didn't. I quickly said I, I jerk. Want, 
I said it pretty clearly, you know, like jerk. You know? <laughs> uh, what do you rate the episode out of ten? Well, it's not an episode, Eddie. It's I a mean, movie. <laughs> I've got episode. I've here. got episode written on mine too. <laughs> it's not an episode, Eddie. It's a movie. Don't you know that? Okay. What well. show are you on, Eddie? This is the movie review show, Eddie. God, we're in a whole different studio for the movie review show. Are we? Well, they don't know that. Um, what do you rate this episode <laughs> out of ten using something from the movie? I give it five by pl- <laughs> by planes. I give it <laughs> six out of ten neo pink skater shirts. Neon pink. Now, that is a color I haven't seen in a <laughs> long, long time. time. <laughs> uh, that that color was just on everything, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, like even like the jet skis had those neon pink colors, and it was just everywhere, wasn't it? Like shirts and t-shirts, and I think it'll be like millennial pink. Millennial there's, al- pink. there's always sort of this pink hmm. that will. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I think we're at the end of the episode. Eddie, was there anything else you wanted to add to Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol? Yeah, if you if you're really – this is one of those movies that, yeah, if you're like really hungover, can't find – can't think of anything to watch, you don't want, to, don't want something to really think about. Yeah, it'll go past pretty if quickly. If you're sick, yeah. if, you've, if you've got COVID and you're feeling a bit <laughs> under the weather or, you, you know, you're just – Feeling a bit unwell, just pop this movie on to make yeah. yourself feel better. I don't even know what it'll be on. Um, someone must have it, some streaming service out there. You can rent it off YouTube, I think. YouTube's got a lot of these films that you can rent off. Yeah. Or there's another, other ways that you can acquire them. Arr, matey. Which are gaining popularity once again. <laughs> yeah. Coming back to our old habits with all these different streaming services now, don't we? So, yeah. Uh, old habits die hard. So I think we're just going to wrap this up now, Eddie. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us today. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... You can find us on TikTok. We're on your phone, aren't we? Yeah, well, you can find us on my smartphone. On Eddie's phone. Um, but yeah, you can find us on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And we have a Facebook group. And... And and and, <laughs> and 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 if you want to support us, we have we have uh, a shop. If we have f- coffee mugs, everyone. You can if, <laughs> if if you follow us, if you if you follow the link tree, it'll take you to the merch store. Yeah, and yeah. buy our shit. <laughs> coffee. I still haven't got my coffee mug. <laughs> Get me my coffee mug. I'm never I- giving up. I'll buy. I'll buy it for your birthday. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's right.